Hi, I'm Keith Allen, and I play Murphy on Z Nation, and I listen to One Up Gaming Podcast. Hi, I'm Lucy James, and I listen to the One Up Gaming Podcast. Yeah, it's how we do it, y'all. L-G-B, my straight out of Donnie Stop, guys. What up to you, One Up Gaming? One up gaming is behind me. Let me get in beast mode. If you wanna try me, you don't need a cheat code. Kante is who I be to you. It's Mr. Hero, legendary adversary. Flows considerably though. I'm a super saiyan. I got dragon balls. I wouldn't lie. You might think I'm playing when I'm saying I can really fly. When I'm on the track, you feel the energy I'm pushing. I put me on the map. One up gaming's who I'm talking about. I'm the rapping master chief. Epic to say the least Contain the hero better Etch that in your memory And so the one up gaming for the show I'll contain the hero is really gonna show up And we're back. It's One Up Gaming, episode 245. It's still David and Brian. Hey, hey. Wow, 245 episodes. Can you guys believe it? I wow. can't. It's like, I don't even remember what, what podcast episode I started in, but damn. <laughs> All I got to say is, wow, we're still going. And we got some news for you guys. We got some special stuff coming up on the website soon. Just wanted to pop this in there to let you guys know. We got some coverage from the Xbox Series X and the PS5 coming from yours truly and from David. We got stuff. We're pulling up all the info we can. We're searching out all the rumors we can to see if we can confirm them or not based on other sources. And just... Searching around the internet so you guys don't have to do all the research. Instead, we're going to try to compile as much as we can together for you guys to make the best decision for your holiday for this year. Just buy both. Oh, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> buy one this year, then buy one next year when there's more games out. Yeah, I think I'm going to buy the, the Xbox this year because my Xbox One is broken, so I might as well buy the Xbox Series X. And keep, well, see, that's keep the using thing. the PS4 and then next year by the PS5. I don't want to give any spoilers away for what I wrote. But all I will say is there's one thing in there that you'll love. I just found out today that the Xbox Series X is going to allow you to use your current technology. So you can use your Xbox One controller on the new Xbox. Or you can use the new Xbox controller if you decide to use it. Because it comes with one, obviously. Yeah. Um, but you can also use the new Xbox controllers on the Xbox One. So, backwards and forwards. Backwards 
and forwards. Sony, not so much. But, hey, if I'm going to invest in anything, Xbox better be worth it to invest in for the holiday season because I'm thinking I, I got game Xbox Game Ultimate. I got the Game Pass Ultimate, and it's supposed to carry over onto next-gen from what I heard. Yeah, yeah, it will, gonna, yeah. We're never going to be without Xbox Live. You might as well get used to the future. Xbox Live is still going to cost the same amount year after year. Xbox Game Pass, add that in with the Ultimate, and you get free games. What's to lose with that? Google Stadia, still suffering. Xbox One, Xbox, Microsoft, still not suffering. They're still going forward. I mean, for crying out loud, look what they just dropped on Xbox Game Pass. They just dropped Streets of Rage 4. And they've just put on the Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, yeah. They took Grand Theft Auto off in favor of the Red Dead Redemption 2, which is obviously going to be something, you know, to play. Because I had forgotten that my save file was on Sony. I had forgotten that my save file was on Sony, so now I have to start all the way over again. But, hey, I started an actual file for my girlfriend. So now I'm playing as her in the online mode. Because now she's just entered the gaming world as well. Well, she was always a gamer, but she just entered the gaming world of Sony when she bought the game that we just found on sale at the store at Walmart here in the States. It's called Indivisible. And I've played it. It's on the Xbox Game Pass. I've talked about it in the past, but it's a really great game. It's got anime sprites characters. It's got 20 playable characters that you can play as. They're supposed to be introducing a two-player couch co-op and online co-op soon. But it's really good. It's got a really good storyline. It's got some spiritual likeness to it. Like Some of the storyline involves around Eastern mythology and Eastern spirituality. Spirituality, sorry. Um, thinking about that, she was going to buy it on Switch, but the Switch edition just leaked early because... Accidentally, the developer and the publisher the publisher had it in a queue to go live, and they ended up putting it live without even realizing they put it live, so they can't pull it off the market now. So they're trying to fix the Switch version because the physical edition for the Switch doesn't come out until the end of June. Oh, at least you can get it a little bit early. Yeah, and for the price, too, it was uh, at a discount. In both the UK and the States, if you pre-ordered it or even on day of launch, it was at a discount. And it took like four, $4 and four, I think four pounds off too. And it was pretty pretty cheap, but they, you just, they're saying they're promising updates in the future. But they're updating the console versions first. So, yeah, I got her into the PlayStation side of things. Promised that she could play some of my older PlayStation games and I'll show her the diverse side because she's already on xbox with me with the game pass and the pinball because yeah. hey she loves pinball she's a master at pinball just don't put a pinball machine in her hands or you won't be there you'll be there for an hour or two as she's still hitting up the scores yeah i think that's another thing that never translated from the states in the uk we never really had pinball machines huh same as like comics we don't really get comics over here that's interesting I wonder why. I've, I don't know. It's I mean, like the the only sort of comics we got were for 
like the six to ten year olds like we've got like the simpsons and some like Beano and, and uk based ones but all the marvel ones we never really got them we only got like i think it was like it was like a marvel special where it had like a story of the hulk a story of spider-man and a story of the x-men all in one sort of comic and now you got the uh streaming services that I just jumped into myself. I got the DC. Was it the DC Universe? And you can read older comics on there. I don't know how far the database goes back, but I'm just on there for the movies because hey, there's some good cartoon movies, like some good animated sort of uh, DC movies that actually are worth watching, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, it's not going to be true to the source material because you always change things. But I'm starting to see that a lot with with a lot of comic related stuff, including the video games. And you got that new Avengers game slated to come out by Square Enix in the September, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a new one coming out. It got delayed, didn't it? I think was it supposed to be out in May? Then it got delayed. Yeah, it got pushed back again. Yeah. Hopefully Square Enix is nice enough to provide us a review copy. Mm, I can email them. I can ask. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. Then that'd be a nice birthday present for me. Pop that in. Do some streaming. Hmm. So, should we sort of like say what we've been playing this week? Yeah, I was just about to say that. I popped in on the Facebook page. For those of you guys checking out the Facebook page and who have checked out the podcast for the first time that didn't realize we had a podcast, you now know from the Facebook page that I've been playing two games mostly that I'm in the process of getting a review in for the second one, but I played a copy that was given to us by the developer to reveal, and it's called Fledgling Heroes, and it's on the Nintendo Switch. It's also on Apple Arcade. I didn't realize it was on the Apple Arcade. It was such a wonderful game that last time we did a podcast, I talked about it a little bit, but wasn't able to touch on it as much as I wanted to. But Jessica also played the review copy because she saw me playing it, and you can do multiplayer. So she played it. She ended up buying herself a copy of this game because of how addicting this game is. Uh, We're talking – it reminds me sort of of Flappy Bird, the game that was – very infamous back on iPhones and then went to Android back in early 2000s, I believe. Yeah, it must have been. Yeah, it's it's going back a bit now, isn't it? Yeah, it's been a while. It's been brought back, then it was taken down, then it was brought back, and then it was taken down. But this is sort of like that, but this one actually has a story mode where you're starting out as a baby bird and you start out as a parrot and obviously there's a lot of replay value in this game. It has a high, extremely high replay value because of the fact that if you check out the review, you see what I'm talking about. There is over 90-some levels because there's worlds, as they call them. Remember how in Mario back in the day it used to have world 1, 1, 1, 2, 1, 3, 1, 4. This is the same setup, but it's one giant map, and it just keeps continuing. But in order to unlock future levels, you have to unlock enough golden feathers. In order to get the golden feathers, you have to do certain goals within each level. Like, 
you have to hit and knock out X amount of lizards or hit X amount of flying fish or even the hardest one, keep X amount of time without dying through a level. And as you do that, you earn golden feathers. You use X amount of golden feathers when you get them. Like say one level required 15 golden feathers. You unlock them. The golden feathers still stay there and add to the total because it keeps increasing as you go through the game. But the best part about the game that I like is it's challenging. Like it's not just you think it's tapping on the screen or tapping on the button over and over again to get your bird to fly, 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 up, 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 and then let go of the button to go down, down, down. It's more as you go through the game, the obstacles get tougher. You don't know what's coming, and you have to kind of remember the level because if you fail – You start back at a checkpoint. If you didn't hit the checkpoint, it's back at the beginning of the level. But as you clear a level, you chances are you won't clear all three goals or four goals or five goals all in one go. You're going to have to replay the level to do each goal one right after another to get all your feathers. But the best part that makes this game worth picking up is level creator. That's right. Just like the Mario Maker. With the new worlds and stuff. Now they got level creators. So you can get really creative and make your own obstacles and hard to play levels. And add replay value for your friends as well. It's like... So, I've, I've, I've just sort of like googled about Flappy Bird. And... It's absolutely amazing some of the stuff that's written on here. It actually came out on the 24th of May, 2013. So it's actually wow. new, it's newer than I thought. It was that long ago? Yeah. Wow. And then, when I was clicking around, it came up saying that um, on social media and websites were running stories that the creator of Flappy Bird had committed suicide. Um, the saying that he was found, allegedly found dead with a gunshot wound to his head. But he's saying that the news was immediately clarified that it was a hoax. Most likely caused to build up hype for the game. And then after that, it was basically like he received death threats on Twitter. Saying that they'll kill him, or if his game gets removed again, they'll, they'll kill him. and Or egging him on to try and commit suicide. And So yeah, so it seems quite... Interesting. And luckily, we don't have to worry about that with uh, fledgling heroes, though. But yeah, Flappy uh, Bird is now free to play. And yeah, I was at the local Chuck E. Cheese. I went past him uh, back before the coronavirus, and I was surprised to see a Flappy Bird arcade machine in there. Where the yes, I, I the saw button. one before. It's like a big, massive button. You just press the button in like a big screen. Yeah, just whack, 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 up yeah. and down, up and down. I'm like. Seriously, just trying to get the high score. But in Fledgling Heroes, like I said, it's they've improved the entire Flappy Bird mechanics of birds because not only are you flying, but there's also underwater levels and there's other characters that I haven't unlocked yet, so I don't know the full depth of this game. But with 90-plus levels and more to come from the developer, this is a sure hit by Sonic Boom. It's a blast. Yeah, as Jessica says in the background, it's a blast. She loves it. I love I it. I think two levels and I bought it. <laughs> yeah, I, I let her play my review copy and she played two levels. And she's like, okay, I'm buying it. I'm like, well, you can just have the copy. We can share it on the same console. She's like, no, no, no. 
I want to support the developer too. And she goes and buys a copy. And I've been telling all my friends to buy it too when they have when they have money coming yeah. in to just go ahead and buy it because this game's it's worth the money. It's worth the price, whether you're in the UK or the States. It's so do you worth know, it. Do you got, know how much it was? Uh, let me look. I don't remember because our copy was free. It was like ten dollars state-wise when Jessica bought right. it, but let me look up the actual retail price now. Fledgling Heroes. Nintendo Shop. Here we go. Bump, 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 bump. Yep, $9.99 in the States. Let's find out what the price is UK-wise. Uh, why are it's you normally the same sort of price, normally like £10 or $10. Yep. Yep, ten pounds, and you didn't get the special, so you don't get the two two pounds off. It was released on May seventh, so our review is a little late because I was still trying to grasp the depth of the game. I kept losing and losing, and I was like, I don't want to write a review for them <laughs> and give it justice. If I keep dying at the same level, I want to play more and. This has become my go-to play game besides Animal Crossing on Switch right now. And yes, I'm still playing Animal Crossing. Oh, God. A lot of people have deleted their islands and started over again because they said they wanted to get certain villagers on their island. Well, I've decided that I'm not going to be one of those people because I worked hard to get my recipes. I worked hard to beat the story mode. I don't feel like playing another three months to beat the story mode again. I'm just going to keep mine where it's at. And keep playing. The other game that I started playing that I'm trying to register because I love visual novels is Root Letter. It came out quite a few years ago on PS4, and now it's on Switch. While I'm playing the PS4 version, because the Switch version just really didn't have anything extra for me. Yeah, they made realistic FMV movie style where... Instead of anime characters talking in Japanese, you've now got real people, pictures and pictures of places and stuff of people talking in Japanese and you're reading it in English. I'm like, nah, I just, a lot of those visual novels when they speak in Japanese, they speak so fast that I just skip through it and I just read as fast as I can and on to the next paragraph. So, yeah, I've been playing those games. And then I went back to PlayStation 2 and started playing Buffy the Vampire Slayer Chaos Blades because I picked up the new Buffy the Vampire Slayer board game that's out in the markets. And being that my ex, who is also my best friend, is a huge Buffy fan, and being that my girlfriend also loves Buffy, and I love Buffy, the TV show, we decided to get together and play the board game. So now I'm back to playing the video game, too. And for reviewing games, video game-wise, it's a great game. It's a lot easier than the Xbox One was for the original Xbox. The board game is also fun for co-op if you have friends, or you can even play it solo. Um, still provides lots of entertainment value. But I've been focusing on that. And then PlayStation 4, I'm still trying to get through Control. Hmm. Oh, God, that game frustrates me so much sometimes I want to break the controller. <laughs> I've not actually been back on that in ages. I've, I actually forgot I had that. 
Yeah, I, I'm still after the part where you first meet the janitor dude. Uh, not the beginning, but the second time you meet the janitor guy, and then you're trying to turn the air supply on. That's where I'm stuck, and I'm like, I don't feel like looking up a walkthrough or a guide. I just want to be able to get through it. So I've been struggling my way through that, still struggling my way through Doom. But then on the Xbox, with the Game Pass, I started playing a game that was released on Game Pass, and we already have a review up from one of our guys here, but Streets of Rage 4, and demand. let me tell you my input about Streets of Rage 4. Streets of Rage 4 is still hard. <laughs> it is still as hard as Streets of Rage 1, 2, and 3, although I could tell you if my roommate was here and wasn't traveling at the moment, I could tell you that he would definitely plug in and say that he's proud of his achievement of beating Streets of Rage 4, not just on Switch, but also on PS4. Because he beat it on normal difficulty. Mm. Then he played on hard difficulty with a friend and beat it. Now he's going through the hardest difficulty in Streets of Rage 4 and then going to go through the arcade mode and all that. But, man, the game the game's fun. It reminds me of the old school, like, it really reminded me of Streets of Rage 1, 2, and 3, which was also on Xbox. But I love it. It's extremely fun, extremely annoying at times. And depending on the difficulty you play on, I decided to try it playing it on hard difficulty, just wants to see what happened. Oh, my God. You got, like, six or seven guys on the screen at once coming after you. That It's hard. And it's good because... In my opinion, a game should not be that easy to do, to beat if you're paying an arm and a leg for it. Like, if you're paying £60 for a game, $60 for a game, you shouldn't be able to breeze through the game and be done. Say, okay, I'm done. It should be difficult. But this game didn't even cost that much. It was, I believe, 20 I was going to say, I think it's about $20, $25, 25 pounds, yeah. something like that. Yeah, and for those who have Xbox, they got it for free, which is me. So it's like, okay, you know, we got games for free on the Game Pass, and that was one of them. I'm like, I'm grateful to have it because now I can actually go through the entire Streets of Rage trilogy, hopefully with Jessica. If she doesn't get frustrated like I did, didn't want to <laughs> destroy the controller. But speaking of Game Pass, looking at my Game Pass here, guys, and recently added. We got some new games that were recently added, for those that don't know. Red Dead Redemption 2, really hot game. Story mode's amazing. It's a prequel to Red Dead Redemption. I saw that they also have the online mode. I thought it was just going to be the campaign mode that they added, but they actually added the full game. And the online mode is supposed to get better. If it hasn't gotten better for some already. But they've added that to Game Pass. They just added Yakuza Kiwami, which is basically a remake of Yakuza 1. And that's on there. Those are some good games. Final Fantasy 9 has also been added to Game Pass as well. But for those of you that are wondering what's leaving, there's not many hot titles really leaving. 
There's a game called Old Man's Journey. Hashtag Never IDARB. King of Fighters 98 and Brothers A Tale of Two Sons, which Ooh, that, many people that, love. That Brothers game, I loved that. I have it for uh, PlayStation from the PlayStation Plus from back in the day when I first started playing PS4. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I remember it must be about four or five years ago on one of our podcasts we actually interviewed the 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 guy who wrote it. I mean, huh. I'm, I'm going to get it completely wrong, but I think it was like Russian or Slovakia, somewhere around in the east eastern block sort of place. I don't know. I can't remember. But yeah, it was. I think it was a. Um, Based on true events of him when he was a young kid during like one of the wars, and his like brother died or something. So I was like, oh, oh god. Well, in that case, I'm gonna have to play that game with dignity. It's seriously, it is absolutely amazing, and I think he went on to create the game for EA. The is it a way out? The split screen two player game. Oh, yeah, that one, the one where you're trying to escape the prison. Yes. Yeah. That one had mixed reviews when it came out, so I never actually got yeah, a chance to Yeah, I, I wanted to, to sort of like play it, but I, I didn't want to pay like the £30 for it. What they need to do is add a DLC of, uh, if there's a way out, they need to add a DLC if they can of the infamous prison over here in the States. I'm trying to blank on the name of it. Uh, Alcatraz. Yeah, Alcatraz. Yeah, they need to do a level of that because that would be epic. I mean, the Escapist game did a level of Alcatraz. Mm. And uh, this just hit uh, Xbox One X as well. Speaking of the devil, Fantasy Star Online 2, one of the most talked about MMOs, has finally hit Xbox and is supposed to be coming to PC next year. Sega finally brought Fantasy Star 2 over to the States and over to Europe and everything, because for so long it was only locked in Japan. Now it's here for all of us to enjoy. Wasn't the two of them on the Dreamcast, or was it just called Fantasy Fantasy Star Online version 2? The ones that were on the Dreamcast was just called Fantasy Star 1 and 2, because they also came to... uh, those also came to... I'm trying to remember. I'm blanking. They came to one of the systems. I know that was later. The, I think it came to... I know GameCube had one. But it wasn't... Yeah, GameCube had one. Um, PS, PSP had one as well. But I don't remember... Uh, the GameCube and the Xbox had episode 1 and 2. And then episode 3 was for the GameCube in 2003. Yeah, so it's it's been... Because I thought there's already been a second one, but they were called Fantasy Star Online 1, like Episode 1, Episode 2, Episode 3. So it wasn't just called Fantasy Star 2, it was like Episode 2. Well, here it is. Fantasy Star Online 2 PC release date's finally been confirmed, so I'm going to take back what I just said. It's coming next week with Xbox Crossplay. So, it is assumed that... If you have the Xbox Game Pass, it works on PC. You'll be able to uh, download it on your PC as well. 
And if you don't want to play it on your Xbox and you have better graphics on your PC and you want to play it on your PC, you can play it on your PC May 27th. But, yeah, the one I was thinking about was called Fantasy Star Portable. That's the one that came out on PSP. And then it was Fantasy Star 1 and 2 on Genesis. And Dreamcast had a few of the ones. And I didn't know that they came out with a Fantasy Star collection either. Because, as I said, I love old school RPGs. Yeah. Sega Saturn. It was on Sega Saturn. It did not come to any other... Oh! I take that back. Nope. It came to Game Boy Advance North America in 2002 and in England in 2003. Yeah. Because I had Fantasy Star Online for the Dreamcast 1 and 2. I believe I have some of them for Xbox. Yeah, the there was... They were ported over to the... Xbox original, same as the GameCube, and then the GameCube had version 3. And then I think they've done Fantasy Star 2, which was released in Japan about 6-7 years ago. And they've eventually ported it over to the rest of the world now. Well, we definitely have that now, though. That's something to look forward to, because, hey... I'm always looking for new PC games to play. I'm always looking for new MMOs because, yes, I'm a World of Warcrafty. I get that. I love World of Warcraft. But every once in a while, I want to take a break from that and try something new. And if it's good enough, hey, maybe I'll get Jessica in on it as well too because I think uh, Game Pass and Xbox Live goes per console and everybody shares it. Xbox console companion. Let's see what we got. I'm pulling it up now to see what's on there. And we're looking for the Xbox Live Game Passy stuff. There we go. Xbox Game Pass PC. Okay. Let's see if Fantasy Star is on here. Recently added Game Pass. All games A to Z. Here we go. Straight down the bottom. There we go. Fantasy Star is not on the PC yet. So it's still not available even as a Xbox Game Pass yet, but hey, it might be soon. So have you been playing any other sort of games or is that basically it? I've been working on Jurassic World Evolution again because they just came out with a new DLC not too long ago. So I'm waiting to get the DLC, but other than that, I've been mostly working on Pokemon. Yes, I got that Jurassic Park game, and I wasn't that impressed. Yeah, it's a long, drawn-out... 
Is that, I, I think I used to have one that was on the Game Boy Advance like years ago. And there was also like a, was it an Xbox and a PS2 version? But I had it on the Game Boy Advance. It was much more simplified, much more like the original sort of SimCity. And I enjoyed that. I remember that, Operation Genesis, back yeah. in the day. Never got the chance to play it, though. I didn't even know there was a Game Boy Advance version until now. I'm sh- I'm sh- I think it was on a Game Boy Advance. I'm sure it was. But well, so I'll just rattle through a couple of the games that I've played then. Um, of course, I have to mention Streets of Rage 4. Um, it's an amazing game. Um, I think... I think I actually paid twenty pound for it because I think it it came out and it was there was like a it was there was like twenty percent off or something you know for the first week or so I bought that for the PS4 and I absolutely adore it. I think the, the art style is, everything looks mint. The question is, have you beaten it yet? No, because I don't play. I play games for like ten fifteen minutes and turn them off. I don't actually sit there and play much. Because I was about to say, if you've gotten past level one, and I'm the only guy who hasn't gotten past level one, oh, I've, I've done. I've, 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 I've completed for the first level. I have not that boss. I have to figure out the strategy with that boss because the bosses get harder. And I already saw my roommate Joe play the last level, and yeah, a lot of jumping around, a lot of avoiding things. <laughs> so it's all about the patterns. So because of that. I went on to my PlayStation and I saw another old Sega game that's been redone. And I bought it because it was on sale. <clears throat> it was a Toad Jam and Earl Back in the Groove. So the fourth Toad Jam and Earl game. So you caved in and bought it. Yeah. I was going to buy it. So you've played it then. Have you played it? Yeah, I've I've given it a quick go. I, I've went through three or four of the, the levels. Um, it plays very similar to the first one. The second one was like a side-scrolling platformer. It wasn't very good. The third one was an Xbox exclusive. It was meant to be on the Dreamcast, but then they delayed it and it came to the original Xbox. And from what I heard, it wasn't very good. And I think it was only released in America. I'm not sure, but I think it was just released in the US. So... it's It's good to get a game... For me, it's a little bit slow. The walking speed's a little bit slow. But it looks nice. It's different. Um, so I would I would recommend that sort of game. It's a, a, a nice, slow, sedate one to sort of sit and play. Um, but like the, the next game, I don't think you will have ever heard of it. But... The game itself was made by Signosis, who's a, an English developer. They got changed the name to Studio Liverpool when Sony bought them out. And they're the ones who did like the Formula 1 games on the PS2. And they're the ones who do all the Wipeout games. Okay, uh, so yeah, I have heard of them. Um, but originally, they made games for the old Amiga um, home computer system that was quite big in the UK and it was like a 16-bit sort of machine and there was a game called Shadow of the Beast and I've heard of it. it was like 
a really good graphical showpiece for the Amiga. Really nice. It actually had parallax scrolling, which was quite hard to do on the Amiga. And it looked amazing. It was more style over substance. The game wasn't brilliant, but it looked amazing. And Sony must have realised they had the, the rights to the game and they've released another version of it. And it's like a 3D game, but on like a 2D sort of plane. And the game actually crashed. I was on the game itself. I was got to the a bit of the level, and then it, I turned and went back down somewhere, and then the the screen just froze completely. It's like that's the first game I've played in a very long time that's just completely crashed, and I just couldn't believe it. It looks all right. It's a bit bloody, a bit gory, but it's all right. So, well, it's available over here. Yeah, it's available over here for PS Now or twenty dollars. Yeah, I think I got it on sale. I think it was only about three pound. So, yeah, it, it's worth it for that. But as I say, I might give it another go. But it annoys you when you're giving something a try, and it just completely crashes. You've got a hard reset your PlayStation. Um, the next one, I love the Forza Motorsport series. And I got an email saying that Forza is now available for my Android phone. And I went, downloaded it, and it's called Forza Street. And it's like those... I can't even remember what the hell the game's called now. Like CR... CR... CXR or something stupid. Which is basically a racing game. But you don't really race. You just press the gears. So when it... The accelerate off. You press the buttons to change the Get gears of, at the time. Get out of those stickers. And, but with this one, you have to do the. So you have to like get the rev counter at the right bit to accelerate, and then as you're on the track, you don't control the car. You just have to press the button to either press the brakes or press the accelerate around the corners, and that is all you do. It's a perfect mobile game. Here we are. What do you oh, think? So, I'd say that's not a bad game. It's free to play, so you might as well download it for free. Uh, next game, Nidhogg 2. I loved the first one. Now, this one, they've changed the art style a little bit, and it's gone more to like a, a late sort of generation 16-bit, early generation 32 sort of bit. And it... Plays very similar to the first one. It's just the art style slightly changed. Um, so again, I got that on sale. It was only, I think, about three, four pound. I've been playing my Football Manager 2020 on my iPad when I've been doing night shifts. So I've been doing a couple of like four or five games and saving it and turning it off. I've always loved me Football Manager games. Back when they were like Championship Manager, then Sports Interactive had to take their engine and change the name and stuff because IDOS, yeah, they had a falling out. Um, another game that I've played, which technically speaking is amazing, The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners. And this is the game that I actually set up my PlayStation VR again. So it's like a, a full VR game. And set up, set in the Walking Dead universe, so you're walking around, you can like grab zombies, smash them in the head with things, and 
it looks nice, it plays nice. I still felt a little bit seasick when I was playing the game. I always get seasick with the VR stuff. I'm, it just, it's not for me. But it's a good little game. And I've actually treated myself to an EverDrive for the Nintendo 64. Because I got sick of having to look for all my games and stuff in in like boxes out in the in the attic and stuff. So I thought, sorry, I'll just buy an EverDrive, put all my games on the card itself. So now I've got it just plugged in on the Nintendo 64. It's got like 50-odd games on it. So it's a lot easier just to turn it on and all the games are there, ready to go. Right. So they actually sold those things back in the day. Are those things actually considered legal? Well, the EverDrive is legal. The ROMs, as long as you've got copies of the game, you can make a backup of. So that's legal. It's only if you download games you don't have. See, that's what I thought, too, when I was doing research, because my friend was trying to buy a flashcard, one of those flashcards of games he already owns to play on his at-games home console, because he picked up one, too. And when we were doing our research, they said, Nintendo frowns upon it, blah, blah, blah. The new Nintendo CEO says you cannot do it now, because even if you own the copies of the games, you're not allowed to do it, according to Nintendo standards. But I'm like, well, if I own the game, no, I if, should be able to make you, a copy of it. If you read... Um, I think it's under trading standards or some sort of thing. Both the UK, well, Europe and America, they have categorically said you are allowed to make backup copies of what you own so you don't physically have to use your games that might get damaged as you're using them. So you can make copies of them. That's what I thought too because Ad Games came out with a new uh, arcade system that I'm looking into picking up. They actually have an arcade machine. I get this. At Games, which is a company reputable for their bad product. Yeah, yeah I've heard of them. Yeah. Sega. They came out with an At Games Legends Ultimate system. But it's not a system. It's an actual arcade machine cabinet that you put together yourself like the, the one-up ones. And this one has 100 – no. No, this one has about 200 and some games on there from their previous games plus ones they've got licensed to. But they also have the ability for what's called BYOG, bring your own game. So if you have a PS4, an Xbox, any system in the house that can stream games, you can pick up the stream, turn the system on, and stream it onto the arcade cabinet and play it with the arcade sticks. And it even allows you to play your PC games on the arcade machine. And then they also have an an ever-growing library of... Games that keep adding to it, and you pay per play. So it's either a dollar per hour, a pound per hour, or you can pay for a membership monthly to play unlimited arcade games. But as my roommate said, that he'd rather pay the per hour rather than the monthly price because that way it kind of simulates old school arcade experiences. And with schedules, with everything going the way it is, with uh, him being an essential worker and people. A lot of people being essential workers, they don't really get too much time to game. So just pay per hour and save yourself the time. But they came out with those. So, yeah, that I can kind of see. Nintendo, yeah, Nintendo's just trying to put fear into people again. Yeah. But because I own lots of NES games, lots of Super Nintendo games, lots of PlayStation 2 games, lots of PlayStation 3 games. So if I could get all those under one flash cards then play them all in one machine 
I wouldn't have to constantly switch between HDMI cords. I wouldn't have to constantly switch between RGB red, white, yellow cables. Yeah, it's... As I say, the actual cartridges are not illegal. The ROMs are the part that's a bit dodgy. But if you already own a copy of the game, then you are allowed to make uh, backups of that game. Then that's a good thing. I don't have to pick up an EverDrive myself so I don't have to hunt down all my cartridges. It, that's So then how the, how the heck do they work, though? That's the question. Because if I own, like, I own 25 N64 games, how do I get the games from, the data from those games onto the EverDrive cartridge? That's the... Is it complicated? Uh, no. No. I mean, like, we can have a chat after this. Because <laughs> um, I've never heard of it until now. That's the first time I've heard of, ever heard of one of these things. Yeah, no, no. The I was actually quite amazed at how well this one works. I just plugged it in, turned it on, and I just literally dragged and dropped all my files onto the card, and it just turns on, and you just click what you want and press start. Oh. Okay, cool. Makes my N64 arcade better now. Yeah, I mean, that's why I bought it, because, like, in my... Well, I don't know what I'd call this, Matt. It should be my dining room, but it's not. I've got a Dreamcast, an original Xbox, a, a Nintendo 64, my PC, and all my collection stuff in the corner in this room. So I thought, well, I might as well get the cartridge for the Nintendo 64 because at least that's downstairs the ones upstairs like the Mega Drive the SNES the, the NES the Master System I can technically buy like flashcards for them but because they're upstairs in the spare bedroom I won't really sit and play them that's first so. now speaking of game rooms our barcade is officially nearly opened we are just awaiting trying to find a tv monitor a flat screen tv monitor that's bigger than the one we have so we can hook it up to like we can glue some wood to the back of the sides of it like thin wood and then drill some holes into the wood rather than drilling into the tv to make pegboard style hookup so we can hook it up onto a pegboard and that way we can just put it on and have like a a pegboard style where the monitor can tilt outwards and we can just sit there at the actual bar stools and just play whatever's hooked up at the time like I picked up uh, from Amazon the the uh, at games legends ultimate that came out last holiday season with the Star Wars super Star Wars games and stuff pretty fun knowing that half the games on there are Atari slash ColecoVisions. ColecoVision? Yeah, wasn't that uh, wasn't that Atari wasn't that an Atari thing too? ColecoVision uh, or was that its own separate? Uh, ColecoVision was a, its own separate thing but it was compatible with Atari cartridges. So if you bought the ColecoVision you could play ColecoVision games but you could also put the Atari games into it and it'd work. Well, they have several of those games on there. They're fine. Yeah. I think they're 
a little bit too old for my liking. I think it, it started like with like the NES and the Master System when games started to be more playable. Speaking of uh, mini systems and such, Neo Geo Mini or whatever it is, it's supposed to come out later this year. I just found out the bad news. There's 16 English games in there, so you can actually read them. The other 20-plus games that's on there are going to be in their regular Japanese language. So unless you have your phone with you <laughs> and you have a translator on your phone because they have translators on iPhones and iPads now that actually translates the words for you, but you have to take pictures of it and record footage and everything and it actually translate everything, then you're not really going to enjoy much of the game unless you look up like walkthroughs and stuff online of how to actually play them without understanding them. But they're just – for $100 on £100 – it's not really worth that price for me with only 16 games in English. Is that the TurboGrafx-16? Yep, the Mini. Yeah, and in the UK it's the Turbo Core, and in the Japan it's called the PC Engine. Yep, same, the PC same, Engine. Same thing, just different shells, different colours, just released with different names. Yeah, and they're going to try this out for $100. I already saw some of the gameplay footage. I'm like, yeah, how am I supposed to play an RPG where the words are in Japanese? I'm mm. not going to enjoy that. I'm going to be sitting there trying to figure out a good way to learn how to write Japanese, though, but yeah. I mean, like the Neo Geo Arcade Stick Pro that I got, a lot of them games are in Japanese, but they're not deep RPGs. They're just simple fighting games. So you don't really need to read the little caption after you win the fight. You just smash the people around the head and hope for the best. Yeah, and then look the story up online about what the whole story is about. Yeah, no one cares. <laughs> so, I will just mention the last game that I've been playing this week. And there will be a review coming. I, w I should have had it up on Tuesday. Because that's when the embargo lifted. But... I've been doing a lot of night shifts and I, I'm not getting... I, I wasn't going to be writing stuff while I need my sleep. So I can talk about it anyway. It's golf with your friends. It's like a competitive multiplayer golf game. It's like a little mini golf game. And I think it's up to 12 people at a time. And you literally... I think it started off as like a, a mobile game, but now they've released it for like PS4... Um, Xbox, PC, probably Switch as well. And I th from what I can gather, because I've been playing it before it was released, and it was only the single-player portion of the game that you could play. Whenever I went online, it was just like sat there looking for people, but there wasn't anyone available to play. So I, I couldn't test the online mode. I'll have to play that like today or tomorrow. Um, but the game itself. I believe by looking at it, it looks like all 12 people play the game at the same time. So you're not sat waiting for everyone to finish their goal. It's everyone just going at the same time. No. Yeah. So it could be quite fun. It's it's just your average mini golf game. You know, just battering a little ball around. It's not brilliant. It's not bad. But I think it's about £15, £16, pound, $15. 
or somewhere about that sort of price. And for me, I think it's a little bit too expensive for for what you get. But again, just pinch of salt. I need to play the game online like how it's meant to be played before I can make the full judgment. I'm just saying from what I've played of it so far, it just seems a little bit bare. But that's golf with your friends. And that is all I've been playing this week. Well, when it comes to gaming news, we don't have much. As we already discussed at the beginning of the podcast, guys, that it'll be available soon on the site as well as a link on the Facebook page to the reviews and posts as well as any other news when it comes to Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5. But other than that, there's no news aside from any wrestling fans who are really gung-ho and happy about WWE wrestling. They're not going to be releasing a 2K game this year. Instead, they're going to be opting for an arcade style called Battlegrounds. Don't you think that that looks very mobile-looking sort of game? Yeah, I'm unhappy with it. They said it's supposed to be the sequel to All-Stars, but if you want to give me a damn wrestling game that's arcade, give me the old-school sprite-looking stuff. Don't give me this big-head mini-body or big-body mini-head style outrageous stuff that they're giving us with this. Because I looked at the roster online, too, already. They showed the roster, and I'm like, nope, not worth it. They're rehashing old costumes from older games again. And it's like, no, they're going to charge £60 for it when it comes out. Not worth it. No, I think it's going to be a, a $20, £30 game. I really do. I think well, it'll be another... like an online downloadable sort of game. Here's another thing that 2K is doing. 2K finally got the rights to PGA Tour Golf that yes. EA previously had the rights to. And now the Golf Club game that yeah, we the... reviewed last year it is was... pretty much... It was Dead okay, four. just not great. It's now going to be PGA Tour going forward, but with 2K's hands, I'm kind of scared. I yeah. really am, because sports games, I love sports games, but come on, guys. Get with the program. We're tired of the same old crap. We need something new, not just money grabs and money makers. And hopefully with PS5 and Xbox One, they'll have, with the new newer technology, they'll have the ability to update the game as it becomes available. So rather than us having us pay for an upgrade the next year of, hey, look, new uniforms, new stadium, just upgrade the, upgrade the roster from within the game for those who still have the game. But the problem is they want the $60 every year. They don't want to upgrade for $20. Yeah, true. That's, I mean, technically... The FIFA game for the last five, six years hasn't really changed that much. But they want the £60 every year. Why should they just upgrade it and charge £20 when they're getting like an extra £40 for the same sort of work? Well, we do have an update, speaking of for uh, some games. Star Wars Battlefront 2 finally got its final upgrade. And for those who actually had the base game, you can pay for the celebration upgrade for £20, £20 or £30 to really unlock everything so it takes the fun out of the game but they announced that this is the last Star Wars Battlefront game 
because there's a third Star Wars Battlefront game coming that they're working on developing. So let's hope. I'm just hoping. I'm not crossing my fingers. Finally seen the new Star Wars movie. Not crossing my fingers about the new Star Wars game. But that's all the news I got. I have not gotten any news because coronavirus is still in effect around the world. Yeah. We're not getting much. I know. So, it's, it's, it's a strange time. It really is. It's scary, but it's also weird. The way that they're trying to do some of the things in the States over here is kind of weird right now. Where, Oh, yeah, they finally opened up restaurants and stuff, but it's still six feet apart, and you're not allowed to sit next to windows. You're not allowed to sit here. you got to sit outside of the patio only. And 10 people, where I'm at in this Ohio in the United States, 10 people per restaurant at a time. It's kind of ridiculous. It's just weird times we're in right now. Yeah, until we get a vaccine sorted, it's going to be weird for like another year or so. Yeah. But it's like if the governments had their way, they would quarantine everyone until we have a vaccine. But the world economy would be an absolute disaster. So they need people to go out and still work and do things. So they're trying to limit as many people as possible that are out at the time to get ill, to pass illness on. So it's it's like, yeah, we know you're going to go, we know you're going to get ill, we know people are going to die, but we can't just let the whole world economy crash. Nope. Because in the end of the world, in the end of the, end of the meaning of the world, everybody knows what the world's all about, and it's all about money. Yep. It's like, it's the same as like when... They're now in in the UK. The government basically has said that it's still not safe to go out. It's still not safe to go to school. It's still not safe to go to shops or anything. But we want to get the English Premier League football up and running again because it'll lift the nation. They say, well, no, it's because all the money involved in football they want that to go through. And but it's all money. It's all money. It's yeah, it's the same over here in the States. You get people in the NBA, people in the Major League Baseball. They're all crying. We want our big million-dollar contracts. We want to play so we can make our million dollars a year. Well, here's how I wonder how they're going to operate. How are they going to operate? Because they're going to open the stadiums back up, not to people, but to play the games. How are they going to do that if wrestling has been trying it? Like, I'm a pro wrestling fan. Pro wrestling has been trying it. And to me, watching empty stadium matches... If I want to watch an English football match, I want to watch a soccer match and just sit there and watch it. What makes the game really alive is the chance in the stadium or the people getting rowdy and cheering for the team. Like watching a Manchester United versus Liverpool match. The people make the game. So if you're going to open it and not let people in the stadiums, you're kind yeah. of missing the point. I know, but again, it's it's basically... They've got contracts, and if they don't finish these nine games, then the contracts don't have to be paid, and the football teams don't get two billion pounds. So the football club's like, we need that money, so we'll just play these games, no matter how, just so we get paid the money. 
That's the sad part. That's the sad part indeed, because you're just missing the point. Because they have millions of dollars. They have billions of dollars from revenue from all the years and years of being clubbed because they're privately owned. They're not government owned. They're not owned by Liverpool doesn't own Liverpool and Manchester United is not owned by Manchester. They're all owned by private private benefactors at the top. What they don't understand is they can afford to take a hit. Let them take the hit. They got money. People like us though who are out there, people like you who are out there busting your ass out doing your work and people like Nikki and Joe who are essential workers in today's society, they're not getting the respect that they need because they're out there busting their butts during this virus. It's like, yeah, we could seriously wait on the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. We could seriously wait for them to push it back until they have more games available because, frankly, that would be a smart move. But at the end of the day, they're not going to. It's going to come out holiday season. Yeah, it's. I don't know. It's it's crazy. Every, the world's gone upside down. Anyway, before I commit suicide, let's just end the show. <laughs> yep. Um, don't forget, guys, to check out the reviews. They're going to be coming up available. I'm going to be having a PS5. What you need to know before pre-ordering an Xbox Series. What you need to be know before pre-ordering, and a comparison of the specs for those technical geekies out there who, like me, know about computers and technology. And I don't know that much, but I know a lot of you guys out there and gals out there who are geeks to the core. It's going to compare the specs and show you what's in each one. And then I'm going to even try to pull up some PC specs of future like graphics cards that are set to come out later this year, processors, things like that. So you can kind of compare whether it's worth whether it's worth buying the system or upgrading or buying an upgraded PC. Because my PC can upgrade. Is it worth it for me to put four hundred or five hundred dollars into upgrading the PC to the new graphics card to play eight K, or which I don't even have an eight K monitor and four K, or is it worth it buying a new system to? Buy it and then save the extra money to buy a 8K TV for the basement for my gamer. I don't think you'll be able to afford an 8K TV for the next 10 years. Yeah, I saw the price is $2,000 for a small one. Yeah. And we're talking a 30 inch. If you want a 50 inch, yeah, we're looking at like four to five thousand dollars. So, and I, if, even if I do, even if my business takes off and I have that money, I don't feel like taking $4,000 and throwing it away on the television. It's only going to be there for another five or six years before the next system comes it's, out again. The problem is, if you get a 65-inch TV, the difference between 8K and 4K, the human eye would not be able to disti- distinguish the difference unless you're sat about an inch away from that screen. Yeah. So I don't think that you'll be sat that close to the screen. So for me, 4K will be fine. It'd be like a hell of a lot cheaper. Well, considering I already have a 4K monitor, PS4 Pro, I'm going to have that. That's something I'll do too in the comparisons for you guys. Comparing the PS4 Pro's 4K capabilities to the PS5 4K capabilities, as well as Xbox One, because Xbox One. The latest one, the Xbox One X, 
Price 4K. I don't have an Xbox One X. I have an Xbox One S, which upscales. But I'll compare all those in there for you guys so you guys get the breakdowns of everything for everybody who wants to stick with 4K and has 4K. Because 4K will be cheaper by the time the 8K TVs yeah. come out. They'll yeah. go down in price. Yeah, they will. That's the way the world works. It's like you can now buy... I mean, I remember when I got my old TV, it's on like a 1080p thing. But it's like when I bought mine, it was like five, six hundred pound. And now you can buy a nice 1080p TV for about 150 pound. Yep. It all depends on if people want to keep up with modern trends or not, because it's the same way with phones like the iPhone. New iPhone just came out. The SE2, or just they call it the iPhone SE again, but iPhone SE2, and then you got iPhone 12 or 9 or whatever it is coming out that they're backtracking. It's filling in the extra number. comes out later this year. It's like, do you want to really pay the $1,200 for a phone? Or would you rather buy the SE, which still has the capabilities of good technology? It's all about what people value the most, whether they value the bang for the dollar or whether they'd rather just keep up with society. I choose not to keep up with society. I choose just to keep gaming the way I do and keep playing my games. I'm still playing old school. I'm still playing PS1 and N64 and SNES, which modern gamers that's growing up in this generation probably snarl at and say, ew, the graphics are ugly. I'm satisfied with the gameplay because, hey, hours of gameplay. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Sometimes, I mean, I think that's where people are going wrong with the Series X and the PS5. Technically speaking, they won't look that much different from the Xbox One and the PS4 sort of games. They will just run that little bit smoother and just uh, be a bit more constant on the frame rate and be able to have more detail in the background. Little things that you don't really notice. Yeah, unless you sit there and actually sit there and pause every five seconds to actually stare at it. Because I remember I played, what was it, Uncharted. And I played it on 4K. No, it wasn't Uncharted. It was uh, something that was on PlayStation 4 and on PC. And I had gotten both copies. And I sat there and I played it on PS4 Pro. Then I put my PC on and compared... Oh, it was The Division. Division 2. Compared the graphics of both. Yeah, on the PC you could see just a tiny, tiny little increment of extra graphical detail in the grass. It was also the FIFA game too. FIFA 19. And you could see the detail in the graphics of the grass and the stadium and the dirt and the player's shirts. But that's about it. Like little tiny little minuscule details compared to just gameplay. So if the gameplay improves and they're improving the frame rate and the loading ratios, cool, awesome. Then I'll buy one. And that's what they're doing. But to buy it just to upgrade for the 8K and stuff when 8K hasn't even taken off yet, that's like buying a 3D Blu-ray player when it first came out. And (laughs) we all know what happened with those. Yeah, not much. (laughs) No, that's all I get to say. That's the final final word from me. 
So I I think that will do then. So thank you for well no, I better do this first. So please visit our website, oneupgaming.co.uk. Um new reviews, new features being added all the time. Um we have a patron site, so it's patreon.com slash OUG. Um we also have our merchandise site which is at bluecyborg.com just search one up gaming for t-shirts and mugs i think it is we have an album out so it's called games inspired music um every time someone buys it we give 20 percent of the sale to the child's player charity we have our first 100 podcasts available from audiobooksontape.com now this is like a little USB shaped, looks like a little audio cassette tape with the all the stuff preloaded into it with the covers and stickers on. And one pound of each sale goes to the Diabetes UK charity. Please use the Amazon links on the top of our website. Um, basically, you pay no extra and we receive a little tiny commission for each sale. Um, visit our Facebook, our YouTube, just search One Up Gaming. We're on Twitch, so it's twitch.tv slash OUG official. We are on Twitter, it's at OUG official. Um, please subscribe to our podcast, just go on to whatever is used, used for podcasts and search for One Up Gaming. Please give positive feedback or five stars, whatever it is that they do. It'll help with more people finding us in the future. And I believe that is episode 245 in the bag. That's all I got to add other than don't forget to also check out the Dating Warriors if you haven't. We're here for the single gamer, the single geek, the single nerd, helping inspire confidence and making the world a better place every single day. I just posted a blog up. has to do with being mana tapped out for people who run out of energy a lot and helping inspire them to get energy. So that's that. And we'll also be trying to figure out what we can add to the Patreon site. So hope you guys can figure out what you want to do for the Xbox and PS5. Like I said, all that's coming up on the site. Don't forget to check out and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't. And check out our page on Facebook. Okay, so it's been me, David, and Brian. And we'll see, see you next week. See you next week, guys. Drop more hits once I'm famous The best, that's what our aim is All platforms, what your game is Tell the leaderboards are coming See me in a shooter, I can promise I'll be gunning When I hit the music, I swear I'm gonna run it Can't tell you one up, you can try it, but we done it Let's go, alright, let's go To the best place for reviews, I know Xbox One and PS4, Wii U as far as consoles go They do handheld PCs, merchandise for you and me Contests that you gotta do, the prizes are for gamers who <laughs> Going hard all day, we really the boys cause you're just that great Can't lose this much as take your certified badass when you play. I bang with one up gaming. I bang with one up gaming. I bang with one up gaming. Drop more hits once I'm famous. The best, that's what our aim is. All platforms, what your game is. To the leaderboards, I'm coming. See me in a shooter, I can promise I'll be gunning. When I hit the music, I swear I'm gonna run it. Can't take one up, you can try it, but we done it. Let's go.